Good morning, Delaware. I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July holiday. We've had some time off. We're really excited about what's coming up in the second half of 2022. We're going to be talking about some great stuff about the Summer Reading Club in the second half of the show because we've got magicians yes. on the show. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I wish we could have done some magic tricks on the radio, but somehow it's sort of not going to work. I know. But just radio magic is the best magic that we have. Right, Gage? That's it. That's it. Gage can transport us anywhere in the world. <laughs> if only I had the power to do that. <laughs> if, if you did, you probably wouldn't be standing here. You're probably right. <laughs> so that's Gage. Tell us on the board. We have Nicole Fowles at the other microphone, and we nope. are just delighted to have you on the end of your radio. So thank mm. you. Uh, we are... Going to have the Allens, as I mentioned, the magicians who are going to be at the library on uh, Monday, the 18th of July. That's right. At, uh, at the Orange Branch, 630. It's going to be a fun show. We'll hear more from the Allens in the second half of the show. But, mm -hmm. Nicole, what are you reading, listening to, binging on? I was lucky enough to open up my Libby app and um, just, you know, aimlessly try and find something that, you know, might appease me. Um, and sometimes Libby has a um, available for everyone right now download mm -hmm. and there's no weights and anyone who sees it can download it. And so that this is the one that they had. It's called In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife. It's by Ashley Winstead. Um, Ashley Winstead, this is her second book, her first one. Oh, actually, this is, I think, her first book published in 2021. Um, she just published another one this year in 2022 called Fool Me Once. And the way that this book is written is I would give it like a dark academia meets kind of Agatha Christie um, mashup. So what's happening is we have um, I'll give you I'll give you what the book publisher wants me to say. <laughs> Six friends, one college reunion, one unsolved murder. Mm. Ooh, Right. So, OK, so we have Jessica Miller and Jessica Miller has basically been second place her entire life. She describes that whenever she uh, was born, the most popular name the year she was born was Jessica. Her last name is Miller. She is, you know, a skinny white girl, um, kind <laughs> of like plain straight hair. She's she's forgettable. Uh, in her high school, they the, the mean boys made a top 25 list of best looking uh, girls in the school, and she didn't even make the list. She was so forgettable. Um, so basically, and her, she's got a strained relationship with her father, all that kind of stuff. And when she starts applying for universities, her father actually starts to get excited about her life. And then he's like, you could do Ivy League. And so she's like, oh, OK. And so the, the university that, that this writer has manufactured is Duquette University. Um, it's, like a, it's like a baby Ivy League, like a second tier Ivy League. It's not Harvard or Yale, but it's number two. And <laughs> so that's the one that she gets accepted to. And that's the one that she ends up going to. Um, she and her group of friends um, kind of have a fun little meet cute and then they um, have shenanigans and they all bond really quickly. They all live in the same dorm, which is called like the Eastman House or something like that. And so they become known as the notorious Eastman Seven because they're just this really tight woven group. Um, they all graduate except one. Heather doesn't make it out of university. She is murdered. Ah, I was going to wonder if she was the unsolved murder. She is the unsolved murder. Um, and no, yeah, no one knows what happened to what happened to Heather, but everyone just kind of like figures out like we got to keep on living. We got to graduate from our senior year. We got to go on with the rest of our lives. Um, fast forward 
10 years later, it's um, the really like giant to do homecoming weekend because, you know, homecoming weekend at universities in the South is a really huge deal. Plus, they're all Greek. So that makes it like even bigger. Yep. Um, Greek life in that way. I, I didn't think you meant they were from Athens. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not having the opa, you know, anything like that. No, Greek life. So uh, this group, the six now, return for their um, ten, 10 year reunion and they just they just want to have a good time. They just Jessica has like really made something of herself in the last 10 years. She feels like she can step into this reunion and be the number one that she was meant to be all along. So she has high hopes for this reunion. Um, meanwhile, Heather's little brother, who you know, has really been kind of obsessing over her lost. Uh, he has some intentions to get the East House um, or Eastman 7, 6 back together <laughs> and figure out just once and for all who murdered his sister. So he takes them to a place where he says, can we just have a moment for Heather? I think it'd be really nice. Takes them to a kind of shady basement. <laughs> In a fraternity house. I don't house. like where this is going. This is where the Agatha Christie part kind of comes in. <laughs> and he basically says, uh, you know, my sister was murdered and one of you did it. Ooh. And so he he doesn't trap them in there. It doesn't get anything crazy like that. But as my coworker Hannah really nicely said, is he stirs the pot just enough that now everything is bubbling out of the cauldron. Ah. And so they leave the basement. They're like, okay, weird younger brother, like get out of here. But then everybody's dirty laundry just kind of keeps coming to the surface. And everybody's skeletons just keep coming out of the closet. That's and your Agatha Christie right there. Yes. Yeah. And so now the the group is basically like all, um, oh, what's the word that starts with an I? They're all like getting each other. They're all like imploring each other, indicating each other. I forget what the I word is. But they're all like, they're all getting each other like, you did that. So that must have been what happened. And you did that. So that must have been what happened. And yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's it's fast paced. It's mm -hmm. told in an alternating timeline, the now versus the college year. Right. Um, it's mostly from Jessica's perspective. Um, I'm listening to it. It's a great listen. And yeah, I would definitely. Is it a well known reader, or is it just? Uh... No, I don't think so. I don't okay. think that I don't know the reader. Um, okay. She kind of has a Jersey tone to her voice, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, in my dreams, I hold a knife by Ashley Winstead. It might still be like a get it now on Libby. I haven't checked, but. Um, I don't think that you'll have a long wait for it. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a really good mystery. So I, in order to prepare for talking to magicians today, I read a book called Fakers, An Insider's Guide to Cons, Hoaxes, and Scams by H.P. Wood, illustrated by David Clark. Um, and I will say that um, actually I didn't read it in preparation for talking to the Ellens. I was working at the Ostrander Library a couple of weeks ago, and this was sitting on an end display, and I love things about con artists, scams. Mm -hmm. I, I would hate to be taken by one, but I love reading about it. Love those kind of movies, Thomas Crown Affair, The Sting, yeah. movies like that. So, Well, the more you know, the more you can protect yourself. One would hope. <laughs> one would truly hope. Uh, and this, this book is basically, I would say, written for high school student age. Uh, it's marked as a juvenile book. I think most young kids wouldn't wouldn't get it. Uh, there's nothing objectionable in there. I mean, it's not like there's there's even the language is all nice and clean. There's a lot of words. A lot of words. It's it's <laughs> but it is good for but it's also really good for anybody who doesn't know much about it, which is the wonderful thing about juvenile and YA literature. Right. It's a great way to get introduced to something. And so uh, this H.P. Wood has worked in the publishing industry for a long time. She writes a really funny 
bio for herself on her on her website. Um, she worked for Facts on File, which us and the, the those of us in the library world have used Facts on File forever. That's right. Uh, but she um, created a series for them uh, called Horrors of History. It covers things like natural disasters and, and wars and things like that. Uh, and then she wrote a novel that I've got, uh, I've already downloaded from Libby because I want to read it while uh, I've got some time, called Magruder's Curiosity Cabinet, which is about uh, a turn-of-the-century sideshow. So this is, uh, this is kind of tied into that. So the book covers just about any kind of a con you can think of. It starts with short cons, things like three-card Monty mm-hmm. and find the ball with the cups and everything. Oh, yeah, sure. And how those things work and how, how they scam you with those. Um, and then gets into long cons. If you ever saw the movie um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels mm-hmm. with Steve Martin and um, uh, uh, Michael Caine, mm-hmm. a wonderful sh- movie about a long con. Very funny, very good twist ending, just a wonderful movie. But that's it's the kind of thing that they're talking about there. Those are the kinds of things that all too frequently happen when you answer your phone when it's a scam likely <laughs> on, the, on the other line. Uh, then they get into things like carnivals, uh, sideshows. Mm-hmm. Again, this... this uh, Author H.B. Wood talks about how in college and afterwards she spent uh, most of her summers on Coney Island uh, drinking with the, the carnies and uh, you know learning how their, their tricks and everything. Right. And that's how she got interested in this. So she spent some time talking about carnivals. And in that chapter also talks a lot about P.T. Barnum mm-hmm. and how he got started, how he discovered that um, history – combined with a little bunkum can really draw in the audience. He, he had a, a, what they called the American Museum in New York. And it was a huge success. It was so successful that nobody wanted to leave. So they'd pay their you know quarter to get in mm-hmm. and then wouldn't leave. So he put up a big sign that said, this way to the egress. And they would walk through the door and they'd be outside. Oh, <laughs> man. They thought they were going to go see the, the famous egress. Sneaky PT. It was just his exit. <laughs> uh, then he gets into some things that are, are kind of fun, kind of tied into uh, magicians and some of the things they do. Uh, do you remember Yuri Geller? I do not. Yuri Geller was supposedly a psychic who could bend spoons with his mind. Okay. And he used to be on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. And he was he was a kind of a media celebrity in the days before the internet. Mine and was David Copperfield of my youth. David Copperfield was a straight magician. Right. Yuri Geller actually wanted you to believe he could do I mean, Dave, you know, the, the best magicians like Penn and Teller and uh-huh. people like that, they want you to know it's a trick because mm-hmm. then it's their manipulation that's making it happen. Right. When it's somebody who's trying to convince you he's a psychic, mm-hmm. he's probably trying to rip you off. So anyway, he 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 got exposed on national television on the Johnny Carson show yeah. by a, a gentleman who's uh, made made a life career out of exposing fakes. So that was a fascinating story there. Well, that seems mean. What's really cool about this book and why I say it's really meant for high school students is the last chapter is called News You Can Use. And this is specifically aimed at students to help them with things like scams on student scholarships. Oh, that's smart. Terrible, terrible ripoffs of things like that. Also, how to be careful when you get your first credit card. Mm-hmm. How, to, how to make sure that you don't fall victim Just don't. to credit card scams <laughs> and things like that. Just don't get it. Well, <laughs> yeah, also how to avoid being you know, $20,000 in debt before you get your tuition bills. <laughs> so, it's too real. <laughs> it's just really uh, – oh, and there's also a good chapter on uh, mass media hoaxes, which includes stuff on the web and things like that. Uh, you know, there's there's so much out there, so, much, so many – uh, different avenues that uh, HP Wood could have gone down, but 
she pulls it together really well. Also, a great bibliography at the end for further reading. She also has uh, all the sources for her quotations. And the illustrations that are in here by David Clark are just fun. They're, they're kind of uh, cartoon illustrations, but they really get the points across. So, mm-hmm. again, it's called Fakers, an Insider's Guide to Cons, Hoaxes, and Scams by H.P. Wood. Um, it'll be available back at the Ostrander Library when I return this, or else it'll get stuck at Maine because of the, our floating collections. But <laughs> one way or another, you can get it at the Delaware County District Library. And when we come back, we will be talking to the Allens about their show coming up on July 18th at the Orange Branch Library. So stay tuned. And welcome back to Off the Shelf. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks to the Friends of the Library for sponsoring our show. And we are delighted to be with Jason and Stacey Allen, who will be visiting us at which library? They will be at the Orange Branch Library on Monday, July 18th at 6.30 p.m. The the Allens are... Wonderful magicians. You may have seen them in a previous show that we've uh, we've had here on Summer Reading Club in the past. So in the past, uh, once in a while, you've had like themes to your show. What what have you what have you got in store for July eighteenth for us? <laughs> I know. I just. <laughs> They're going to be very disappointed oh, because no. I cannot play an instrument. No, no, I am not musical either. So. Well, you know, all, uh, all, all during our setup for the show, I kept referring to February instead of July for some reason. I have no reason. So I, obviously my tongue is wrapped around my eye teeth and I can't see what I'm saying. So anyway, <laughs> take it away. So July 18th, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, this year, uh, the theme for summer reading is Oceans of Possibilities. Right. What, was, what was the theme when we were down last? It's been like two years, oh, two, oh, three years since oh, wow. we've been down. I we had, think of what the theme was. We did have a rock and roll theme one one summer. We mm-hmm. we had yeah. Imagine Your Story. That was our that was our theme last summer when you guys did a video for us, which was awesome. That's right. Mm-hmm. The rock and roll theme, not to be sidetracked. Um, we, my favorite part of that show is we had little rocks that we made into a rock and roll band. And yeah, did a trick. <laughs> yes, I remember right. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stacey makes me do all the craziness of that. So I, I, had, I think I had a costume on or something. But mm-hmm. this year is um, oceans of possibilities. possibilities. So yeah. it's um, opened up a lot of possibilities for us to do things with like right. water. Um, oh, and cool. th- the thing is, we weren't sure if we'd be at the library this year. Um, we weren't sure with schedules and stuff. And so um, we had a chance to throw together a few tricks that are themed around mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, that I don't I don't want to give it away, though. I know. I don't want to give anything not. away. But um, so so basically this year, because of everything that happened the last two years, we normally write an entire show around the theme. But because we weren't sure if libraries were going to be having people in person still, um, we wrote a couple of bits around the theme. And then we're doing that in our really fun, interactive family magic show that we normally do. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, because just like us or just like you, just like the whole bleeding world right now, right. everybody is improvising. So I, I can understand that yeah. perfectly. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. I know for sure that your your act is highly interactive, highly entertaining. I was lucky enough yesterday to be sitting in the branch when we had another musician. Uh, now, see, I've done it, too. See, I think it's because right here you have music on your notes. I do. Um, so I think we had another magician in yesterday, and I heard the oohs and ahs from the 100-plus kids in the room just, like, echoing throughout the library. So, I, you know, if you brought a dolphin um, to life or if you, you know, poured water out of a cup, I think that they would be in awe either way. Well, 
I was we seeing... were trying to do the dolphin thing, but I, we drive a Honda Fit, and it would not yeah, fit. Yeah, the dolphin wouldn't fit, so, you know, we're going to have to leave that one at home. Okay. It's opened up a lot of possibilities, though, because, um, like I said, we, we kind of, our schedule kind of came together late, and mm-hmm. so we started to play with tricks pretty late. And, like, what is the one bit, not to give it away, we clean up the ocean by transporting all the kids to a through a teleportation device yeah. to the ocean, right. and we clean up and end up pulling out, like, a 10-foot straw. That we yeah. find at the bottom of the ocean or something like crazy like that. <laughs> That's awesome. I love so there'll it. be lots of fun, goofy props, lots of interaction. Like you said, our show is always interactive. Um, the kids will be involved. Some of the parents might even be involved. There's some fun going on there with parents too. So hopefully they'll be joining in on the fun. I love that. I, it, the, the more interactive the program, the more the kids love it. They just love being part of the show. Right. Uh, and yeah. even the kids who are too shy to be part of the program love to see their peers up there doing something so even if they're too scared to go up it's good to see you know their brother or their cousin or their friend go up there and do it Mm -hmm. so absolutely we've learned in our show though that by the end there isn't a shy kid left (laughs) (laughs) it's magic is really interesting we were talking uh privately about a show we do for adults um stacy and i perform around the country for adults when it comes to kids it's interesting because it's kind of terrifying yeah um in a good way, because they do not hesitate to tell you if they know how a trip works. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, kids are definitely, they keep you on your toes. That's they... how Stacey learned her first year of performing. Yeah. I had her do a bunch of kids' shows by herself. Mm-hmm. She had a look of, like, terror in her face <laughs> the entire time. So. Yeah, because kids will definitely let you know what's happening. They are not shy about that. They, uh, yell, they yell about, about it, like, yeah. They say, like, oh, I, yeah. I see the, the thing holding the thing, you know. <laughs> You're like, Absolutely. shut up, kid. <laughs> yeah. kid, you bother me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The good thing about our show, though, is in case we do have some shy kids, there are parts of our show that are interactive from the, from the audience. So everyone will be sure. shouting things, <laughs> you know, clapping, right. um, yelling out magic words. So even if the kids don't get a chance to come up and stand up there with us, they'll be doing things from their seat as well. So that's really cool. Sure. I'm interested about the other side of that story because you said kids will give, you know, your tricks away if they're not, you know, completely polished. But what do the adults do? Do they just like, you know, kind of smile or or what? I feel like adults would be more terrifying because they'd be judging you even more harshly. <laughs> well, um, at a kid's show, the adults don't care because their kids are up front and they get right. a 45 yeah. breakaway yeah. from their kids. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> In the adult ones, we've um, it depends on if alcohol is being sold at the venue uh, or yes. not. That's that that's where that kind of flows. Um, Definitely can make I, the show interesting. It, I mean, we we worked on a cruise ship for a long time where when people would walk by you, they let you know if they they saw how a trick works, and <laughs> you, you start to get better at it very quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I've got to admit. I was in college once and there was a hypnotist who was doing like a show on campus and they brought me up and they tried to hypnotize me and it did not work, but I didn't want to embarrass the hypnotist. So I went along with it. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I don't know, maybe other adults feel bad like that too. And so they just go along with it. (laughs) So the difference between magic and hypnosis, I I did hypnosis for a while and we kind of jumped back into magic. Um, if you are convincing enough that a trick's going wrong, uh, we've had volunteer adults on stage that like don't know if they should speak up and be like, "Hey, I see that or not." And like it's it's interesting to see how uh, forgiving someone will be on stage. Yeah, I definitely think that generally, unless they're drinking, like we said, generally <laughs> adults 
want you to do well right. or they'll like feel badly if they think something is going wrong. A lot of times we'll have tricks that look like maybe they're going wrong and then something really good happens. I was convincing enough one time that I acted like I smashed someone's iPhone and they did not find that funny no. at all. Uh, <laughs> I'll bet they didn't. <laughs> even though it comes out of like a cantaloupe at the end, they did not care. Yeah. They did not care. <laughs> I love that. But, you know, I'm one of those people when I'm in the audience at, at a comedy, I'm the one that the actors on stage can hear laughing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's happened to me more than yeah. once where after the show, I'll be, I'll be meeting with the actors or something, and they'll say, we knew where, just where you were sitting. We could hear you. <laughs> and they loved it. Yeah, I, I you know, yeah. I'm, I'm there for the entertainment. I'm not there, you know, if a, if a joke doesn't land or if a trick doesn't land, I'm not there to to judge. I'm there to just have a good time. Exactly. So, you know. well, make sure you come to all our shows. You, you have a free ticket to every show we ever do. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> ah, I like that. <laughs> well, this is great. So, again, you guys are going to, this is the Allens, Jason and Stacy. You are going to be at the Orange Branch Library on Monday, July 18th at 6.30 p.m. Nobody will want to miss it. Uh, it's going to be so much fun, and we're looking forward to having your family show, and then when you get your adult show going again, George and I are going to be the first to get tickets. And since I've got a free Absolutely. ticket for that one, I, I'll just say, anybody who wants to come to Orange can come for free. Exactly. There we oh, go. Oh, yeah. How nice of you. <laughs> yeah. so, thank you so much for joining us. I, I know how busy your schedule is right now. I'm just Thank you for making time to be with us this morning. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you we for really having us. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in about a week and a half then. Thank you. Take care. See you then. Bye, All right. So we've got a few things coming on this week at the library. We are still deep into Summer Reading Club. That's right. Uh, even though it's, it is getting closer to the end. But before it, Summer Reading, we got to mention tonight mm-hmm. the big concert, mm-hmm. uh, Ohio, uh, Central Ohio Symphony doing a brass concert. Just This is so cool. What a great thing. I mean, the, the whole idea, it's like an old-fashioned brass concert. They're called the Village Brass. Yes, yeah. and, and it's going to be right out there on the lawn. You can bring your chairs. You can mm-hmm. bring dinner if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're just it's going to be like traveling through time to uh, something at the turn of the last century. You'll expect Harold Hill to come out and try to get your kids into a boys' band. <laughs> and the oompa, oompas. Aw. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. I think John Philip Sousa. You know, that sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah, it should be a lot of fun. That's at Ostrander Library. Tonight. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, at 7 o'clock. And it'll probably run about an hour and a half, two mm-hmm. hours. So just about to, to, to twilight. And uh, you'll have a great time. I can promise that. Because yeah. the Central Ohio Symphony is just wonderful. If you saw them at the 4th of July concert earlier this week, you know how great they are. Yeah, I, that that's one of my favorite things. It um, is too. Mine. It, it's a mainstay in the community. It sure is. Also, a special note: um, on Monday, July 11th, our board of trustees are meeting. They are meeting at 9:30 a.m. at the Orange Branch Library. This is a special meeting. It is open to the public, um, so consider this your notice. Right, and also if you're not interested in that, at the same time at the Delaware Library, if you are looking at or thinking about almost at the stage where you're going to have to join, we have a program called Making Sense of Medicare, mm-hmm. which is being done by SourcePoint. This is not a sales pitch. This is not a company trying to sell you an Advantage program mm-hmm. or anything like that. This is just an opportunity for you to be able to find out uh, more about Medicare, uh, learn about uh, how what it covers, what it doesn't cover, and how to find your own plan. Nobody mm-hmm. will be trying to sell you anything there. Kind of like how to navigate the system. Exactly. So. And, I mean, just to keep like on the music train, which I think is why we kept calling the magicians magi- so, musicians yeah. earlier, <laughs> is because uh, this uh, Monday afternoon at the Orange Branch Library at 2 o'clock, 
uh, Lafferty Pike is coming, and they're doing a bluegrass musical petting zoo, which is so cool. That's a term in music world where they basically put out all of the instruments, and the kids get to um, touch them and play them and um, just kind of see if they've never seen a banjo before, see what a banjo looks like. And more important, what it sounds like. Exactly. Because if all they've listened to is rap all their lives, they've probably never heard a banjo. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. <laughs> we do have another very special program coming up this Thursday, the 14th at the Delaware Main Library. Renuka will be coming in yes. to talk about the art of henna mm -hmm. and not just to talk about it but to actually practice it uh, she will be doing some henna for kids who come this is intended for teens mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of an arts and crafts because you'll learn a little bit about it you won't be doing the henna nope. I can guarantee you that <laughs> uh, but she will and she is quite an artist so I think this would be a program that could be really interesting if you've ever seen henna tattoos you know they're kind of a plant-based ink that, mm -hmm. and beautiful designs mm -hmm. beautiful designs and they're not permanent so it's not like you're gonna have to explain to your grandkids why you got a tattoo yeah it hangs on for a couple of days um, and if you don't want it to linger on any longer it usually comes off with like a lemon juice or something else like mm -hmm. that it's very easy to come off it's nice so anyway we've got a lot going on at the library and we are looking forward to seeing you there as always nicole pleasure to work with you always a pleasure gage thank you for making that phone call go so smoothly sure. and again thanks to the friends of the library for sponsoring this show and we will see you in the stacks